Welcome to this episode of Flip the Script. This season, we are diving headfirst into trauma, what it means, how it manifests, how we experience and interpret it. My special guest today, Elizabeth Kipp, is a chronic pain specialist, yoga-informed addiction recovery coach, ancestral clearing practitioner, yoga and meditation teacher, an international best-selling author of The Way Through Chronic Pain, Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. She focuses on helping people realize the power of their inherent healing. Elizabeth has healed from over 40 years of chronic pain, including anxiety, panic attacks, and 32 years of addiction to prescribed opiate and benzodiazepine medication. She now works to help others achieve the same healing that she experienced directly from the work she teaches. Let's dive in to this episode with Elizabeth. Welcome to Flip the Script, Elizabeth. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I am so grateful that you've made time to to be on the podcast and share your story and your, you know, your firsthand experience with trauma and what you're doing today to, to help people, you know, reclaim their wellness. It's my pleasure. And it's an honor to be able to um, uh, share with your guests and also to share uh, your podcast with my audience. I love it. So let's start from the beginning. What you know, what has, what, what has the journey of your life looked like? What have you lived through? What types of, you know, experiences have, have shaped you um, and molded you to become the person that you are today on, on the mission that you're on? Yes. Thank you. Um, well, it started really, I had a, um, a difficult um, birth and uh, I was, I was I was born with a, a closed pyloric valve, which is the valve that opens uh, in the stomach to allow contents to go into the stomach. Um, so I, I and also my mother was um, went into a, quite a deep depression uh, immediately right after the birth and was was uh, went away for about nine months. So I was I was kind of on my own there for in the beginning. Uh, my my pediatrician was, I believe, divinely inspired. She put me on, a, they don't do surgery for closed pyloric valves. It certainly didn't then. Um, she put me on a, a 45 degree angle, put the whole mattress. So I was on a 45 degree angle and gravity opened that pyloric valve. So that was amazing. Um, That's remarkable. It, it is, I, I, as I said, divinely inspired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine she read that in a textbook. Um, anyway, so, um, so survived all that, uh, but it, you know, it left its mark and I never really understood how deeply it left its mark until gosh, maybe a few years ago when I started studying attachment theory and so forth. Um, then, uh, uh, so there was that piece, um, there was a lot of sugar in the, uh, in the diet as a, as a child. Uh, so, you know, I, also, my mother, um, unknowingly, she didn't she didn't know any better. She smoked and drank uh, while she while I was while she was pregnant with me. So as I as I was born, I had to detox off of those things. 
So that's a lot of uh, burden, you know, for uh, an infant, Uh, but I made it. Uh, Anyway, so um, my my mom, you know, continued to suffer with a bipolar disorder, which they didn't have a label for back then. They just, Mm -hmm. uh, we just kind of dealt with it within the family, but we all felt it. Uh, We all felt the, the, um, it kind of created a lot of chaos in my, in my, my world, because I kind of never knew what was going to happen next. So that set up a frequency of uh, me being hypervigilant, which is a, a pretty much a, a, a classic chronic pain um, uh, issue. <clears throat> when you when your nervous system gets uh, off balance like that, where it, it's, it's constantly hypervigilant, it can't reset back to normal. It's just always on like that. That's classic chronic pain. And, and I'll, I, yeah, go ahead. And that stems from never knowing how your mom was going to feel. Well, not knowing when I was going to get in trouble. Mm. Yeah, because she, her, her, her own, um, she was very irregular, and so we never kind of knew how she was going to show up. And and sometimes it was, you know, scary on a regular basis. So, um, so th- that was kind of created a frequency, and and we'll just. I'll just say this at the beginning here, uh, what chronic pain is. Chronic pain is any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more. 15 days out of 30? For three months or more is chronic. Now, any pain, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, any of that, the body, the brain can't tell the difference between um, a broken bone and a broken heart. It all sends the same signal to the brain. It hurts. So any of these things uh, create this chronic pain uh, situation. And and I kind of start with that, having that frequency of not knowing all the time and and, and just constantly worrying, am I going to be safe kind of thing that created that whole phenomenon. We didn't have a name for it back then. Then later, um, when I was 14, I, I had an accident. I, 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 I had an accident and I injured my back. And um, I got up from the accident, but I didn't realize, I knew I was hurt, but I didn't realize I had a broken a vertebra. <laughs> I didn't realize I'd actually broken a, a vertebra in my back. And um, so it, it, it hurt and I, I, I got better, but um, I, in terms of being able to get up and walk and kind of be pretty much normal again, but I had pain, I had physical pain in my back for about 14 years. And then finally it became, my back became unstable and, um, and I had to have surgery because they were concerned that if I didn't have surgery, that I would, that, that instability would create a situation where I couldn't walk anymore. So, so I had surgery and that's when, um, they that was when the 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 prescription pain medication and anti-anxiety medicine entered the picture. Mm-hmm. Now they they didn't know the doctors at that point that I was sitting in front of their only um, understanding of chronic pain was you have to learn to live with it. You'll never heal from it. And our only answer is opiates and benzodiazepines, the anti-anxiety medicine. And I, I always kind of figured I have a science background and I always kind of figured there was another answer. Um, I just didn't have the training to, under, to to know that there was another answer, but I felt that there was another answer. And I, and I learned in that moment um, 
the doctor, one of the doctors said to me, you will be in level seven out of 10 pain for the rest of your life. And you will be in a wheelchair when you're 40. Oh. And my, this, yeah. And I had the science background, which saved me. But at the time that he said that, I was sitting in, in the perspective, a hundred percent patient. And, and I was like, this is going to be my life. I, I was just devastated. And I, I, went home. I had a four-year-old child and a fairly new marriage. And, and, um, I was, I was, I was like, this can't be my life. And I knew there was something kind of off from what this guy said, but I, I, I didn't know what it was. And it, it took me, it took me two weeks to figure it out. I finally figured it out. Doctors are not fortune tellers and they operate in a, in a, in a scientific paradigm that says, I can comment on things uh, within the scientific realm that we can observe, measure, and describe. Anything outside of that framework, which is where Western medicine lives, is they can't comment on. And here's the thing, we live in the all that is, science lives in a piece of that, but healing happens in all of it, not just within the scientific framework. And so I realized I was going to have to look beyond the scientific framework to access my healing. That I that, that the framework I was look, looking at, looking through was limited. That was when the flip, the script flipped for me. <laughs> I love that. And so when you decided to get curious about, you know, what else was possible or could be possible for you, was that scary because it's unpredictable or were you just what were you clinging on to was it hope was it this inner knowing it was an inner knowing and my I have a very I came into this world with intense curiosity mm -hmm. and I just knew I so this so the the two of these together my curiosity and the inner knowing that there is another answer I just kept looking now it took me uh from when that surgery started it took me 31 years to finally find a doctor who understood third about 30 years before I finally found a doctor who understood the nature of chronic pain and was able to guide me out of that space that I was in with all that pain. I, I was just in ridiculous amounts. So I was on fentanyl for 15 years. The last 15 years of that 30 was on fentanyl um, and, and Xanax and stuff like that. But, but I, I, um, I went to, uh, I, you know, I had Reiki and acupuncture and I was a yogi and I do meditation and I, I did all those things. I, I did lots of different healing modalities, but it wasn't until I met Dr. Peter Prescott, who is now passed, but has a book that he's written. He's left us called Conquer Chronic Pain and Innovative Mind-Body Approach. Mm. His last name is spelled Prescott, B-P-R-Z-E-K-O-P, -P, Prescott. He understood he really was a neurophysiologist researcher and addiction doctor and, and really understood the nature of the brain and chronic pain on the brain. And he was able to, and then chronic pain changes the brain in a very fundamental ways. Um, anybody in your audience that has, has chronic pain or has experienced it or knows someone in chronic pain will recognize these symptoms. Brain fog chaos in the brain. I can't remember what I just did 
yesterday or an hour ago kind of thing. And also a pronounced negative mind where like everybody, it's everybody else's fault, what's happening, or it's all my fault. And I'm, I'm just a terrible person. So lots of, lots and lots of negativity. That's what happens with chronic pain. Dr. Peter understood that there were ways to, that in order to heal chronic pain, you had to heal the changes in the brain that happened as a result of it. So it wasn't about my back. It was about what was happening in my brain processing what was happening in my back. Here's the thing. The doctors never said, and until I met Dr. Peter Prescott, the doctors never said, why isn't Elizabeth healing? Mm. They always assumed I wouldn't. And when you have a doctor that's taking that position, what hope is there for you? None. Wow, that's powerful. So again, flipping the script, really understanding, oh, what's the perspective that this person is so uh, is coming from? So when I sit in front of a healthcare person now, I'm always, uh, I always try and be as, as aware as I can be in the moment of what their perspective is. So I still see, you know, straight up traditional Western doctors. I see functional doctors. I see an acupuncturist. I've got, you know, different kinds of people on my healthcare team. I've got an ancestral clearing teacher. I do ancestral clearing. I have, uh, and I'm a yogi. So I, I have a yoga practice and I have yoga teachers. So there's a, a, a kind of a holistic uh, way that I look at things, but I'm always very aware of who I'm sitting in front of and what their perspective is and what the limitations might be in that perspective. Okay. And that's, that's, not, yeah, that's not something that anybody taught me. I learned that through the school of hard knocks. That's so powerful. And it's so necessary for us to hear that because that is how we can advocate for ourselves better. Exactly. Is by exactly. being aware of who we're sitting across from and what their limitations are and what their perspective can be. Mm-hmm. So what I, a, have, what a I have, yeah, I have a, thank you. I have a, a Western doctor, uh, general, you know, GP, general practitioner. And when I sit in front of him, I realize that um, he doesn't know anything about acupuncture or yeah. the, the whole traditional Chinese medicine model. And yet, part of my healthcare is going to acupuncturists. So when he says to me, well, cause I, I like, I, I broke, I, I broke a vertebrae last year. Um, and, uh, and I, I had to go to him. He's the one that gets me suited up for, uh, allows me to go get an x-ray. He's the only one on my healthcare team that can get me into a hospital to get an x-ray. So I go to him and he can't help me with my pain because I'm in recovery, right. From, from, from opiates. And that's really would be the only thing he would prescribe. And I, I, I'm not interested in that. I go to my acupuncturist for pain and I do my meditation and I do the things that Dr. Peter Prescott taught me. Right. So, which I wrote about in my book was called the way through chronic pain tools to reclaim your healing power. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a little bit about the nature of chronic pain, the voice of a chronic pain patient, and what we can do as people that suffer from chronic pain, which is about anywhere between um, 75% and 80% of the population suffers from that, depending on whether it's North America or the world wow. that you're talking about. Yeah, That's it's a lot of it. Yeah. So there's the, I cover like, what's the voice of a chronic pain patient and what tools do we have to bring to heal the changes that we feel in chronic pain. And it's for doctors, nurses, healthcare 
providers, anybody that's helping friends, family members, and chronic pain patients, anybody that's, you know, working with someone in chronic pain or anyone that's got chronic pain, it addresses all of that. It helps all of them to better understand the phenomenon and how they can flip the script for them themselves and for their patients. I love it. And for our listeners, um, the link to Elizabeth's book will be in the show notes. What was the, the, you know, aha moment, the pivotal moment in your life where you were able to link back a lot of the trauma that was stored in your, your body back to your birth and back to your relationship with your mom, back to your childhood. Thanks. I appreciate the question. Well, it was interesting because I, I went into treatment to get off all the prescription medication. And that's when I met Dr. Peter Prescott, he took me through that detox and, and he had a pain management program. And when I, when all those medicines left my system, I became instead of a numbed up kind of half numbed up human being, a fully feeling human being. Mm -hmm. And, and, and all my, um, it wasn't just physically feeling all my emotions were, were right there in front of me that I hadn't dealt with for all those years for like 30 years. And, and I had suppressed them prior to that I, because I just grew up in a family. It was like, we don't want to see you emote. Yeah. <laughs> Children should be seen and not heard. Sit down, be quiet kind of thing. So um, all that kind of, um, it kind of, I don't want to say exploded. That's kind of a, a little bit dramatic, but it, 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 it flowered. <laughs> it yeah. just, you know, it flowered, ballooned or something. It, it showed up in spades. Um, when I, when I finished that detox and, and I, and fortunately, um, Dr. Peter understood the connection between um, childhood trauma and the chronic pain. So first we have unresolved trauma. Second, we have chronic pain. Third, we have addiction is kind of the model. Mm. That's the order. And it's not so much the, the trauma, you know, and you listen to Dr. Gabor Mate, who's a, a trauma expert and, and uh, Bessel van der Kolk, who, who wrote that beautiful book, The, the Body Keeps the Score. Uh, uh, Gabor Mate wrote the book, When the Body Says No. And they all talk about... Um, Trauma isn't what it isn't what happened to you. It's what happens inside of us as a result of what happens to us. And we become disconnected from ourselves. Right. So that's, and that's also the, the kind of the ultimate definition of addiction is disconnection. Mm -hmm. So see how those things are linked. Yeah when you become disconnected from yourself and that you carry that for a long time, you know, the body's going to take the hit. You can't separate mind, body, and spirit. They're connected. They are. So what happens to people though, that resist, that resist that school of thought? Well, um, there are people that do, but let me, let me just say this. You can, you can uh, refuse to believe in gravity, but it can still act on, it still acts on (laughs) I love that. That was beautifully said. So, so you have this flowering of emotion that links back, you know, all of the pain that you've, you've suppressed and what are your, what are your feelings? What are, how is this, 
how is yoga helping you and acupuncture and all of these other modalities? How are they helping you identify the trauma and work through it? Great question. Um, the what I felt when I first kind of uh, when all this happened was uh, early in my recovery was everything kind of showed up all at once. And I, and I thought I, I was afraid of feeling because of my programming, you know, because of when I was a kid, I was like, don't, we don't want to see that. So it's like, here I am feeling all this stuff and, and it's too much to suppress. So that was, that was, uh, I was glad to have people around me. I had a beautiful recovery community around me. Um, yoga, my yoga practice helped me, um, we say in yoga, the um, yoga helps you release the issues out of the tissues. Mm, I like and, that. I've heard that before. Right? Yeah, that's right out of that's straight out of that Bessel van der Kolk's book. He 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 kind of coined that phrase, um, and so uh, th that's why the physical uh, uh, kind of a directed physical movement practice is so helpful. Uh, meditation helped to. Um, meditation helped to really heal the the remember I said there's chaos in the mind the brain gets very chaotic meditation helps to calm the brain and so calm the mind so I and and of course acupuncture supports all that good nutrition was really important I went into therapy um, I worked with a trauma therapist so um uh, and that's kind of a relevant uh, that, that process is revealing right? It's a gentle revealing process so that, you know, when those things kind of show up, you've got someone with you that, that can help hold space for you while you uh, manage those things. And it was a, it was a, took, took time over, it, it took, it took time. Uh, it was, you know, a little bit, a little bit every day, a little bit every week, a little bit every month kind of thing. How are you now that you're off of, you know, all of the the medication and your mind is clear and you've created subconscious harmony within your body. How is your life different now than it was when you were in the thick of it? Oh, yes. Great question. Uh, well, one thing right off the bat was I remember uh, all the help that I had when I was, you know, in and out of hospitals like that and laid up in bed and in and out of um, physical rehab um, for my back and stuff. I remember saying to myself in the beginning, I said, if I ever get out of here, I'm going to do whatever I can to get out of the space of being hurting all the time. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to give back. And then it went from if to when, <laughs> so that was a flip on the script right there. It, I went, I moved from if to when, right. Huge change in attitude, right? So what we say to ourselves is really important, mm. right? So, um, so there was there was always an intention of of being of service, and so, and I also went from a place of being uh, feeling victimized by my um, by my condition and identifying with it to um, being empowered and realizing I'm experiencing these things, but it's not who I am. Oh, change that is a huge mindset shift. So now that you're in this beautiful place, what is the lesson, message, and gift that, you know, the, the trauma, I mean, from your birth, that the trauma, the relationship with your mother, the chronic pain, the addiction, 
what is the lesson, message, and gift in all of that, you think? Well, I, I, will, I will say this. I will say that um, I learned a lot about compassion mm-hmm. and self-compassion. I, that was a huge lesson right there. Another lesson that I learned um, was one of patience. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend, uh, one of my one of my yoga teachers, his name is Guru Singh. He had this has this beautiful quote where he says, patience is not the art of waiting. Patience is the metaphysics of understanding that the that that by waiting, <clears throat> sorry, by resting calmly, that, that resting calmly will deliver. Oh. Right. So yeah. Huge lesson. See that that's another flip in the script. Instead of oh, I have to be, I have to, you know, I have to hang on and be patient. Instead of like rest calmly and and know that that alone will deliver. And it's being slow, yeah. Because when you're waiting, you're essentially blocking, right? You're swimming against the current because you're holding on to the expected outcome. When you that's surrender, right. you need to control the outcome, and you kind of go with the current that's when you are opening yourself up to possibilities that you didn't know existed. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's when you're, you know, really recognizing that the universe is flowing through you. I had such a great conversation last week and and the, the person that I was chatting with just, you know, blurted it out. And she said, you know, we were talking about the rat race and doing and expecting and always being in our minds of this should be this way. And this is how this should be. And why isn't this working? And she said, you know, we're human beings, not human doings. Yes. So we need to be. And I loved it. That really hit me in my heart because it's true. So true. So true. So important. More. Yeah. So there's, there's, you can look at it from three different levels of consciousness. <clears throat> when I, when I was really uh, uh, in, in the chronic pain situation with, uh, you know, trauma, carrying all that trauma and, uh, and in the chronic pain and in addiction, my attitude and understanding or perspective was the universe is doing this to me. Mm-hmm. So very to me, right? Then the next level of consciousness, oh, the universe is, is, is doing this for me. So it's just like, what? In the, and another translation of that is, what's the gift in this moment? Mm-hmm. And then the third level or a third level of consciousness is the universe is moving through me, which is then this, this place of understanding that when we surrender and understand we're in, we're in the river, we're in the flow of the river. And then when we resist the flow of the river, that's when we suffer. Yeah. What you resist persists. That's right. I love that. I'm not sure if you've read the untethered soul by Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that that's it right there, right? Is going from this is happening to me to to just getting to a place where you can surrender and just go through the motions, except the fact that contrast will be all around you in your life. And just move, move through it, not stay stuck in it. Mm-hmm. So what is your, you know, words of wisdom or your tip? For anyone who is listening, who might be curious about how trauma is showing up for them in their patterns of self-sabotage and, you know, victim mindset and, you know, the cognitive distortions with the all or nothing mentality, what, what would be your, your top tip 
be for them to, to say, hey, you know, get curious about this in this way? Well, I would say get curious, but I would also say this. Your greatest healer lives inside of you. Oh, and my uh, my uh, one of my conclusions that I came up with as a result of my experience was I give the responsibility of my healing 20% of the responsibility of my healing goes to the entire medical community, all specialists, all of it, 20%. The other 80% is between me and the creator, that creative intelligence within. So important to take responsibility and yes, absolutely get curious with compassion, with compassion. Like, don't beat yourself up. Just know, oh, I noticed I'm really contracted around when somebody says X to me, I get really contracted and, and tight. That's kind of a sign that you're carrying something that needs healing. Yeah. To get curious about what your triggers are and mm-hmm. not looking to assign blame when you're getting curious. I think that's a, absolutely that's a big lesson because we're conditioned to want to point the finger mm-hmm. at something or someone. Absolutely. I love it. I am so grateful for your time today. This has been just so many nuggets of wisdom and I am, I'm grateful. I look forward to reading your book and you share with our listeners how they can get in touch with you and what it is that you're doing now. Uh, What's your mission, passion, and purpose now with everything that you've learned? How are you serving? Oh, thank you. Um, and I, I really appreciate the, the opportunity to, to, um, to talk with you today and your listeners. Um, I'm a, an addiction recovery coach, trauma trained and uh, a yoga informed recovery coach, uh, a chronic pain management specialist, obviously, um, ancestor clearing practitioner, which we didn't get into, but that, that addresses the, the roots, uh, the past, how the past kind of, um, affects us in the, in the present. And, um, uh, yoga and meditation teacher. So I, I work with, um, uh, f- from my website, which is at elizabeth-kip.com. Got to put the hyphen in there. Uh, elizabeth-kip.com. Um, elizabeth-kip.com is a, is, is a, is a web designer and a photographer and she's amazing, but that's not who I am. <laughs> so I, I put the dash in my name. Um, and, uh, and I work uh, in groups. I, I teach a yoga online uh, trauma-informed yoga online um, uh, during COVID. I, I used to teach live, but I don't anymore uh, until COVID's uh, over. And, um, and you know, you can email me at Elizabeth at Elizabeth-Kip.com if you have any questions. Thank you so much. I am so grateful. Thank you to all of our listeners. And if you're curious about learning more about Elizabeth and the modalities that she uses, uh, please visit her website and in the show notes, all of the links will be available. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. 